Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song alphabetically every week. Guys, it's been a long time since I've seen some of you guys. I mean, you could even say it's been too long. I have been holding on to a joke for you guys. What does not drinking coffee for seven days make you? Sober. Not an alcoholic like me. <laughs> I was going to say it makes you tired, but that's all right. Um, I would like to introduce you today our co-hosts, Heidi, Jeff, and Aaron. Hi, everyone. And joining us tonight are the guys from the Weird <laughs> Alphabet. It's the Weird Alphabet. My name is Monster. That was like a ballet. <laughs> they're going to do that the whole night. That's how they're going to yep. answer all questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. been so long since oh, we've done boy. that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be it's, you could say it's, it's gonna been be real. One year? Yeah, yeah, about that. <laughs> it's been 56 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if you haven't picked up on it, of course, we're discussing the song One Week, <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies' big number one hit. And Aaron, I've got to ask you, what album is it on? Well, gee, I'm going to go on the limb here, and I'm going <laughs> to guess this was a stunt. Oh, oh you okay. won. Oh, hey, for, for half a second, I was worried <laughs> that I was actually wrong, and I was like, wait, wait, I'm not going insane, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so I do, I'm going to take a moment here before we go on to talk about one week, because I, and this might take a week, because we have four yes, guests this week, but I want to ask our guests what brought... Well, we just lost Dan Daniel. Um <laughs> Oh, wow, okay. No. <laughs> one less guest. Dan, One down. Dan, Dan crashed. Yeah, I was just about to say, I didn't want to interrupt you, Tracy. <laughs> oh. Wow. wow. One last guest. One last guest. By the way, he just texted that his computer crashed, so his uh, recording is going to be out of sync if we, we need to we'll, do another sync clap. Yeah, we'll but... resync him when he comes in. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, um oh, there we go. Ah, that was quick. That was good. Yeah. Wow, we, we didn't even have a chance to continue without you, Dan. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if my computer had gone down, it would take about a week for me to get back on. Oh. Uh, but in the meantime, I can ask the rest of you, what brought you to Bare Naked Ladies? Like, what connected you to Bare Naked Ladies? I guess because he's been on before, I'm going to go directly to Michael first. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I don't remember what my answer was last time, but I'm pretty sure it was just a, uh, it was mainly my partner, too. Like, like my partner is a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan, even to the point where uh, they went to go see a, they went to go see them in concert uh, and got, like, a shirt that says, I heart the ladies. 
and uh, and so wearing that to school, everyone was looking at them kind of uh, like like oh okay. I mean at the, at the time at the time they were going by uh, she, and so at that point they were like oh le- lesbian le- lesbian okay, <laughs> and so that was kind of the what made them the, the weird one of the school which of course <laughs> i love the weird ones so uh here we here we are david what about you what brought you to bnl ah uh, well uh as i've talked about on the weird alphabet before if anybody has also listened to that i am not a person who knows a lot of music my music knowledge is uh what has been parodied by weird al and what has appeared in rock band and i'm pretty sure one week is the only uh bare naked lady song that applies to either of those it is um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i feel like it's weird that they're um you know, as such a, like, pop culture fan and TV fan, they've definitely, like, appeared in a lot of things or been talked about in a lot of things. I'll always remember the the community fight about uh, Bare Naked Ladies, which I'm sure you've talked about on this podcast already. Um, and I know that there is another Bare Naked Ladies appearance that is going to come up later in the show uh, that Michael uh, let me know of. So I'll, I'll just save that. But aside from that, I don't think i've listened to any of their music aside from from one week so i'm i'm coming in as the, the person who doesn't know anything that's okay because we don't have Stefan this week and he's usually our person that doesn't know bnl very well so that works well <laughs> daniel what about you what what was your bnl journey uh so my bnl journey i am a product of mtv so when they became popular in the u.s is when i heard of them and one week was definitely the song for me that i i know of uh from yeah from the bare naked ladies but then later on uh, i have definitely done a deep dive into the bare naked ladies especially since we covered the unaired bare naked ladies pilot episode for their tv show Mm -hmm. when we covered it for our podcast how did this not get made Mm -hmm. that wasn't the best the best side to see of BNL. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a comedy show of its time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did a full episode on it too. <laughs> there's some bits that are still good though. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. What about you? What What was your BNL journey? I would say that uh, bare naked ladies uh, kind of was. I mean. It, it was in the same vein as like you know uh like blink 182 and all that stuff like anytime that i hear songs from bare naked ladies i just think of mountain dew uh driven like game nights uh during hot summers (laughs) and you know in the early 2000s and like smash mouth and and all of these different bands and just um i don't know why i'm wondering (laughs) if it was on the soundtrack (laughs) for the game but there was like a BMX game on uh, like the GameCube, I think, that I swear one of their songs was on that game, and I'm not sure. I, I would have to look it up again. But I, I swear. Did you ever play any of the NHL Live games by, from EA? Ah, because they did have a song period, in I one of the have. NHL. Yeah, in one of the NHL games, the the, the game opened with one of their songs. I could see that. I, I just distinctly recall like long game sessions and and this <laughs> this song in particular. 
I'll have to look I, that I, up because I, I don't have it in my notes. Doesn't mean it didn't happen though. <laughs> <laughs> if I could uh, amend my answer real quick, because I just had a, a, a burning memory flash back to me from my high school time when I think the first person that would have introduced me to the only bare naked lady song I heard, I'm pretty sure was Michael because uh, in, in high school, Michael did a lot of uh, just random music stuff and video stuff oh, yeah. and made this hour long song mashup mm. that included uh, a dancing bear set to one week. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's where I would have first heard the song. So, so yep. like a lot of things in my life. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're welcome, David. I completely forgot about that song. Yeah, I definitely played one week in that. <laughs> well, that's a good segue back to our song of one week. If you've never heard this song before, I'm. Why are you listening to this podcast? And how is it to know BNL? I mean, this was their big hit. Um, but anyways, if you haven't heard it before, here's a quick snippet. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Saying get back together, come back and see me Three days in the living room I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you Yesterday you'd forgiven me But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry Hold it now I want to hoodwink Cause I make you stop think You'll think you're looking at Aquaman Summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow sweets, I like the sushi, cause it's never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes, speak like me and Like I was mentioning, like, this song reached number one, and it was on the Billboard Hot 100 for exactly one week. Um, although it was on the Hot 100, it was in the number one spot for one week. It was number one for a week. It yeah. was on the Hot 100 for almost a year, I want to say. Yeah. Um, it's hard to mm-hmm. find those details anymore, but if I remember right, it was like 54 weeks or something along that line. In Canada, it only reached number three on the top singles chart, which, wow, what's wrong with you, Canada? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it hit number one here. Apple actually used this song when it presented its uh, Mac OS X server on the wall of like 50 Macs. This was the song that it used behind it. <laughs> And Mitsubishi used this song for a 2002 commer- commercial for its Lancer. So it's it's been kind of all over the place. I feel like there was someone who parodied this song. There's a lot of people who have parodied this song. <laughs> there, there might have been at least one person, yeah. yeah. I'm not very familiar with them myself, but... Uh... <laughs> Now, to give you an idea of how often this song's been used, I'm going to now spend the next minute telling you all the movies and TV shows that this one B&L song has been in. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yes, It was in Super Intelligence in 2020. It was in Money Plane in 2020. It was in Mr. Robot episode 3.1 from 2017. I can see that. It was in the TV show You're the Worst. In the episode called It's Been Part Two, it was on Beat Shazam, One Hit Wonderland, Snow, Nine Days, How I Met Your Mother, the episode about the slutty pumpkin returns. It was in Fame, the 2009 movie. It was in This Is Amir, a short movie. Um, It was, of course, on the TV show 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. It was in the TV show Veronica Mars, the episode called Show Me the Monkey, ironically. Mm. It was on Canadian Idol, West Wing, College Kids, The Cleveland Show, Schooled, 
Digimon the movie, American Pie. Which is how I knew it. <laughs> Amazing. American Pie, 10 Things I Hate About You, and mm-hmm. of course, they play, they play when they were on The Apprentice to raise money for the World Wildlife Foundation. It was also, as Andrew mentioned earlier, on the video game Karaoke Revolution. Which, mm-hmm. I have to say, that's a ballsy move right there, because, like... Keeping up with this song, that's going to be hard mm-hmm. level right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, it's credited to Paige and Robertson, although I will say mm-hmm. very definitively, it was mostly written by Robertson with some oh, yeah. some addition by Paige, but for the most part, this is an Ed Robertson tune. Yeah. Like Robertson freestyle. Whew. So, I need to take a break from talking. You okay? Well, you're, do- you're doing all right? I'm doing all right, but I need a break. I'm going to hand it over to our music meisters for Aaron and Heidi to give us the breakdown. Before we break it down, I just wanted to thank you for solving a mystery because uh, I've heard of this film, Money Plane, (laughs) due to a review uh, that I watched on YouTube by Red Letter Media. And uh, they showed like a fight happening in the the plane and like the cargo hold and somebody like knocked – a CD tray and it loaded a CD. I was almost certain that they had ironically placed one week in the background. <laughs> but no, this actually was in the movie, so that's kind of amazing. Well, it's got it's got Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> it's got Kelsey Grammer. I assure you, slumming it and tongue firmly in cheek. I, I can't wait to watch the whole film now. I got to see it. How have I not seen Money Plane with Kelsey Grammer? How have I not seen that? Honey, we're watching Money Plane later. I <laughs> it, it's it's got Kelsey Grammer and the greatest title of I cinema history. I see that. Wow. Money Plane. <laughs> it's 2020. <laughs> Money Plane. I mean, yeah. it's no snakes on a plane, but I mean, it's anyway, a close anyway, second. sorry to derail, but I just that was solved a, a mystery that I've been pondering for some time. So now, now I'm definitely encouraged <laughs> to see that film. Uh, you, you just derailed the plane. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Can you um, derail a plane? <laughs> probably not. Apparently, but. we just did. <laughs> now, Heidi, do you want to take this one or do you want me to go? How do you want to do this? It's completely up to you. I have it in my notebook as usual. Um, I can do some of the breakdown if you want. Do you want sure. to do the chordal or the form? Uh, take it and I'll fill in okay, the details okay. so you, later. Yeah, you, you look like you have much more detailed notes than I, so you hop in and, and correct or elaborate as needed, I think. I don't half-ass this. <laughs> Unlike some people, Aaron. Uh, no, uh, the one week was recorded, I would say, around 113 beats per minute. That's what I have. Excellent. I should just have an Aaron button going, ding, like we- we're the same. <laughs> I feel like I'm on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something. Is that your final answer? No, that's a crappy one. Uh, It is in the key of A major. Ding! And I would call this almost a three-chord song, probably a four-chord song, but really we're... I mean, we're staying in A for a good 50% of the song, I would say. I mean, uh, so you have your chorus section, which I, I don't know about you, Heidi. I would say this song starts on the chorus easily, like launches right into the refrain. Yeah. yeah, that's what I have, too. Okay. So I'll call our chorus our A section. And there, really, we're just kind of bouncing between A and D. So you have, uh, you know, one and four. Um, 
the verse, which is the rap section where Ed's going solo for the most part, will be our B section. And really, you're just sitting in A the entire time. Up until what I would call the pre-chorus, which would be our C section. Uh, how how can I help? Oh, C sections are hard. Yeah, they're tough. I I, I wouldn't know. I've, I've never two. never been through one, but uh, I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I would call the C section the pre-chorus. Uh, arguably, you could call it a bridge. With you know, sometimes songs have a bridge twice, but I would call it more of a pre-chorus. That's uh, is it a bridge too far? It it is at least one bridge oh. too far. Yeah. <laughs> Most certainly. But you. Uh, anyway, I had to give that joke <laughs> dust boots. <boom. laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody, where Heidi derails us every 32 uh, seconds. The, the, how can I help if I think it's funny when you're mad? Uh, pre-chorus. Uh, that's E-D-A. So you have five, four, one. So you're going to going uh, back down. And then you're back to the chorus. So I, I would say my observation is the form would be chorus, your A section. Verse one is your B section. Pre-chorus is your C section. Chorus uh, is your A again. The verse two is your B. Pre-chorus C, and then chorus A, and then your outro. So it's really A B C A B C A. Uh, mm. That's that's what I had at least. Now, yep. Any any subtleties or like add nines or or minor sevens that I left out? Please fill me in. Heidi. We have a lot of those actually. Um, it's capo two. Um, so if you're a guitarist, then it's like it, you the, you only have to think of it in terms of like a G chord, C add nine. So you would transpose that to A to think about it. But just for the purposes of this, so you go from C G to C nine, which is uh, one to a four chord with the with the ninth added. And I know Jeff is a big fan of C C nine. I'm getting very excited just hearing. Which you isn't talk as this. explosive as C four, <laughs> but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, the puns are strong anyway. tonight. And then in the bridge, we go into E minor seven. So that would be uh, nice. the sixth chord with the seventh uh, to a D sus four. And we know Jeff loves sus that, four. That's kind chords. of that chord's kind of sus, if you ask me. Yeah, it's kind of sus. <laughs> um, but the, the bridge sus. just keeps rotating these four chords. E minor seven, yeah. D sus four, G over B, mm, and okay. C nine. Yeah. C9. So it and it just does that over and over and over again. But that's so yeah, it's it's a very basic chord song um in terms of, of Yeah, on, on paper it doesn't look all that impressive. No, it's not. <laughs> and that's what Heidi has it's the Heidi breakdown. <laughs> awesome breakdown. Well, thank you, Heidi. That was fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> what thank you, Aaron. One of the facts that they've shared about this song is that it took them a very long time to learn how to play this song, not because of the lyrics, but because of the sneakily compli complicated way that this song is put together, that it they felt like they were not able to play it in concert for a very long time and, and wanted to get it right before they released the album. This is, they said this was one of the songs that took them the longest to learn. Really? I certainly could, you know, especially for Ed. Interesting. I could certainly see how this would be a difficult one to perform until you really had nailed it and gotten it down because, yeah, uh, it's it's a lot. <laughs> even even listening to the song and reading the lyrics, it's, it's so like, whoa, much. whoa, 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 whoa. He's, he's, he's singing ahead of your brain. It's crazy. It's really, yeah, yeah. like something. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help any if you're reading the lyrics in the liner notes, because we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, 
the liner notes don't match up with oh, the really? lyrics that are in the song. Oh, Correct. wow. <laughs> What's funny is I've, I've seen people try and tackle this at karaoke before, oh. and they'll ace the rap part. They'll, like, just fly through the rap part right up to um, um, right up to the very end. And it's like your brain has to switch off, and then they get to the chorus and screw up. Because <laughs> <laughs> making that brain switch, because if you're just I doing it that. yourself without two people, you've got to take that switch off this crazy insane uh beat that you're doing and then go back to the melodic singing and it's it throws people off every time it's kind of funny to watch <laughs> once again a reason i would never have put it on karaoke revolutions <laughs> um the other thing that they so when they play this live they don't totally play this live they actually have to trigger the keyboard layers and the subsonic parts oh, wow. that go in the background Subsonic. have it played in the background while right. they're doing the major pieces. Nobody remembers because... that song? Okay. I, was, I was thinking the <laughs> yes, uh, yes. lump, lump <laughs> by the President's United States of America lump, limped along at subsonic speeds. Yeah, I was thinking uh, of super also, sonic, also by Weird Al. subsonic. <laughs> which is not the same as the subtonic. Uh, <laughs> Seventh degree of the scale if you're in a minor. Anyway. That's right. Okay. That's yeah, so I know. I teach theory. Very nice. Dude. I love it. Duh. You're making me happy. Uh, I'd, like jump- <laughs> I'd like to jump in and, and, and show mm-hmm. off with the Weird Al guys here that Lump was also yes, parodied by Weird Al. Gump. I have a very have a very passing, very passing <laughs> yep. casual knowledge of the Weird Al, but I, I know that. It's Gump. It's Gump. It's Gump. It's, it's, I love yeah. Gump. Oh, yeah. I never hear lump. I always hear gump. Always. Everywhere we look, we see Same him. It's hard once <laughs> Al's done a done a parody to not hear his version. Yep. Yep. Oh, it forget is, yeah, about it. Yeah. Bad came on the radio the other day. Yeah. Um, Michael Jackson's <laughs> version of Bad. Honestly, Michael Jackson's yeah. version of Bad. All I could think of was. <laughs> his cover, if you will. <laughs> uh, Michael did this great spin on Eat It called Beat It. What are these words? I only know my butt is wide. My butt is too. Like, I don't know the real words to bad. I only know weird out words to songs. It's like how how Shakespeare totally ripped off West Side Story. Same thing. Same thing. Wait, wait, so really, really quickly, if I can do an Aaron tangent here. Have you guys heard? Now, obviously... If, if you're looking at a, a parody or a satire of, of Beat It, Eat It is hard to beat. Yeah. But um, yeah, 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 there's exactly. the Misty Mountains version of Beat It, which some guy took like the Lord of the Rings dwarf singing or the, the Hobbit dwarf singing style and sung what? Beat It. Tracy, if you can find if you can find a little snippet and put it in here, it is hilarious and amazing. For the yeah, <laughs> you just gave him extra okay. work. <laughs> I love it. Right. <laughs> yeah, homework. <laughs> <sighs> um, 
Well, while I'm doing that, I'm going to – let's stay on this topic. And since we're talking about Weird Al anyways, let's talk about the parody of this song. We'll get back to mm-hmm. lyrics and more musical stuff in a few minutes. Let's talk about the Weird Al version of this song. Which yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, I agree. I dare to yeah. say in many ways, mm-hmm. it, it, lyrically at least, is better. Oh, I, I love – yeah. It's hard not to love the Weird Al version. I mean, that goat doesn't love you. What more do you need to say? Exactly. And granted, the hermaphrodite, the slut, and the Krakow. We don't get you don't get better than that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's definitely this is this is something that we talked about a ton on our podcast, mm -hmm. but like whenever Weird Al does a parody of something with a ton of lyrics, Mm -hmm. it's just like that many more jokes (laughs) that he gets to squeeze into Mm -hmm. one song, and Mm -hmm. it becomes that much better and more I'm curious as to what, what I'd love to ask him is like, what line was it that made him decide to go with Jerry Springer? Because you've got like, have to sign a waiver, Uh, they have a history of taking off their shirts, there's a lot of stuff that I could see leading him towards, oh, this is a great one for Jerry Springer. it's... being able to pull on mm-hmm. off of all of the zaniness that is Jerry Springer, like like it, it just was a match made in heaven. He's just like, okay, so what's what's as zany as these lyrics from one week? <laughs> well, and unlike a lot of Weird Al parodies, the the mm-hmm. title of the song, the title parody, isn't a parody of itself either. So it's like mm-hmm. he just heard this song and said Jerry Springer would work for it, and I that that's incredible. See, I was wondering yeah. if it was. If he decided to go with Jerry Springer because mm-hmm. the entirety of uh, one week yeah. is, you know, a, 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 essentially sense. a series yeah. of arguments yeah, that, that this couple is having, or like these fights, and like what bigger fight is there than Jerry Springer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That that is an it's just that not kid friendly. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know that that's the the micro version. <laughs> taken to the macro version, which is Jerry Springer. By the way, Weird Al has yeah. apologized for the words in, in Jerry Springer. Um, he also states that, you know, he was using them because they were used on the show directly. Um, but oh, that's yeah. also why he doesn't yeah. play this song anymore when he's in concert is that, you know, there are words that don't mm-hmm. age well. It's one of his few, I think, really kind of yeah. on the edge. I mean, given the source yeah. material, yeah. that's There's not kind of many, but, what you're yeah. dealing with there. But it has I refuse to believe there is yeah. one iota of yeah. hatred yeah. in yeah. Weird Al's heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Is there anything more that people mm. would like to say about, about Jerry Springer? The song. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think his, his political career was short-lived. Well, yeah, he, he ran for the governor of uh, Ohio, I believe it was, yeah. and then because they found out that he hired a prostitute, uh, he, of course. <laughs> um, he either lost the election or he dropped out of the election, which I guess doesn't matter anymore. I know, right? You know who I am? I hope he didn't drop it. Because, I mean, I would have just been like, hey, I'm Jerry Springer. What do you, I was gonna, what yeah. do you expect? <laughs> I was shocked that Jerry Springer might have a shady past. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you you look at him in a way where, yeah, the show seems trashy in a way. But he, you also saw him as, like, someone who was much wiser. <laughs> like, if you ever really watch the show, you remember there's a segment at the end where he actually talks directly to the audience not his audience that's in the studio but like 
talks to the camera and and says like what have you learned here yeah so we always (laughs) we always saw him as like this wiser person so for him to then go into politics to be like i know better like and also i (laughs) it's not that he can relate to people but like he can see where people are at their lowest Mm -hmm. and he can make decisions based on those individuals Interesting point. I've always thought too. Like, I mean, uh, you know, he, there's 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 always that stigma and that rep around uh, Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. But looking back, and I, I watched my fair share of him, a lot of what he had to say on and mm-hmm. off the camera was really insightful. Like, the really clever. Um, I think uh, uh, yeah. impactful mm-hmm. statements that he had to make. I forget what he. Well, that was way mm. more uh, like <laughs> insightful than I expected. That that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we get. Why don't we get back to the music part? Yeah, same. (laughs) Good job, everybody. Uh, Originally, this was just going to be a B side. They weren't going to do anything with this song. Um, And then Susan Drew from A and R at um, Reprise came in to listen to the album. She listened to the whole album through, and she was like, "Yeah." This is good. And they're like, well, we, we have this one more song. And they weren't really big on it. Um, and they played it for her. And she's like, no, this this is the single. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is then they're like, the, the people up above did not want to promote this song. Wow. They didn't want to even have this be wow. the single. And she had to fight wow. week to week to get this My to be God. the single because they kept saying, there is no way that we can actually get this on the radio. There's nothing like it right now. We can't get it out there. Do you think they ever, like, blow and their noses with $100 bills and wonder what would have happened if they had decided mm-hmm. not to put this on the album? <laughs> I mean, hmm. I mean, this um, that fight for that song doesn't seem unusual because they, I mean, knowing their history <laughs> and their past, they've always constantly yeah, real. fought against major record labels because a lot of them didn't really want to sign them on because a lot of them, yeah, again, didn't know who they were or like what they were about or what their sound was. So they were constantly fighting against it while at the same time they were independently producing their own albums. I think at one point, uh, I forget whose dad it was or whose father it was, was actually like Steven's dad was Stevens. Uh, basically printing out CDs and he basically turned that into his own full-time job because they were selling so many CDs at some point. <laughs> And they were, like, outselling major record labels, like, within their own city, which was crazy. So... Mm-hmm. Within the nation, within Canada, they, they outsold mm-hmm. Madonna and Michael Jackson the week that yeah. they released the Yellow Tape <laughs> at up in Canada. And they were, yeah, he was he was making the tapes mm-hmm. down in his own basement because, yeah, they were outselling these yeah. guys. And so like, it, need it's more. not unusual for a, a record company who's, like, used to these pop albums like with Madonna or Michael Jackson and then all of a sudden you have this weird band of white kids from Canada who's doing this odd rap and they're like yeah I don't know if we can actually sell this or not I mean we have hindsight to see like yeah that was a big successful song but from a record studio perspective they're like I don't really know about this. Also, I don't really understand what this song is about. Also, they seem to keep on changing the lyrics every time that they sing this song. So I don't know how we're going to be able to sell this. Well, to that point, Daniel, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. I know that like 
the the heavier music scene like metal had kind of given way to, to grunge and then grunge kind of gave way to like new metal where they started to incorporate you know rap into that but nowadays when pretty much all of pop music is permeated by hip-hop mm-hmm. you really hadn't heard like a lot of pop rock music to had kind of a hip hop edge. There was the heavier new metal stuff, yeah. you know, like Limp Bizkit and whatever. But I can't recall a, a mid to late '90s band that did that really. That was like uh, not really super heavy or whatever, you, you know. That well, yeah, they weren't that. heavy at all. Uh, I mean, yeah. even Lincoln Park, they were having a hard time trying to sell themselves in the beginning, and yeah, they were like adamant. They were like, "Yes, we yeah, have to include true, yeah. this rap. Right. We have to include." rap within our music mm-hmm. that is who we are this is and we can't just drop that because we're we want to not really rise above but like stand out as our own mm-hmm. band and the bare naked ladies have been constantly pushing against that to be like yeah we are our own sound and this is how that works it's worked for us this entire time and because you haven't seen anything like us before you don't know if it's going to sell i mean i don't know so I don't know if this is like the rest yeah. of their music as much, but I, I mean, I, I feel like one week always has that like a, uh, I mean, I get the sense that this is like the rest of their music, but it kind of has like a purposeful uh, silliness nope. to it. Like no, almost no. like a, you know, there's, there's something about it where it's like, they're not taking themselves entirely seriously. And like, a in, and I feel like that could definitely be an element of it as well, where it's like, these are just, they're just like have goofing around is what it feels like when you're listening to the recording, as opposed to, you know, most other mainstream music, everybody is taking it seriously, whether you're, whether you're a pop artist or, you know, the, a rock artist at the time, like there, it feels like, there's not a lot of this goofiness out there. And you get that sense too from the music video yeah. even. Like just what well, like, just the ridiculousness even within <laughs> that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But they this song interestingly they weren't like intending this song <laughs> to be anything. Like I said before, they were thinking maybe it would be a B-side because it was silly and they were trying to really kind mm. of push themselves as a serious band at this point. And then, of course, this one hit big, and they, they they won't frown on it being big, but they're like, yeah, that's not like mm-hmm. our typical stuff. This is like what we do mm-hmm. in, in concert. Uh, matter of fact, Edward, Ed, <laughs> Edward, Ed originally started writing this song, and it took him a long time to write it because he, he had the chorus down. He knew what he wanted to do for the chorus, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get these verses down. And it couldn't make it work. And so he just brought it into the studio one day, and he just said to Steve, like, I can't what can you do with this? Cause I can't do anything with this. And he, and Steve just said, well, just take it home and freestyle rap it. Like you do on stage. Hmm. And, and that will be the verses like, just go home. And, and he did, he went home and in about four hours, freestyle versed everything <laughs> and wrote it down and then brought it back. And they're like, yep, there we go. That's what we're going with. <laughs> yeah. And if ever a song sounds like yeah. a freestyle rap, it would be this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I can see why they're <laughs> oh, yeah. hesitant now because that kind of feels like a uh, you know that's yeah. good enough yeah. type type of lyrics type of song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that brings me up to my question that I-, I wanted to come to at some point. I one of the things I have the trouble with Tracy this week is Uh-oh. that yeah, like the intent was this was supposed to be an argument with a couple where the 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 narrator of this couple 
is having a hard time with letting go of the fact that he's wrong and mm-hmm. has to push it to the nth degree and double down constantly. The verses have nothing to do with with that. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy this song and it's fun and and it's catchy. There's no argument in this song. So so I put a challenge out to to the co-host this week. And I said, all right, guys, I want to hear from you guys oh boy. a rewrite of this for – I want you guys to rewrite this song in such a way that basically it's one week, but we're having okay. an argument So, now. Okay. Wait. Well, that's, so that's I want to know question. who did um, it. I think we, I think we kind of misunderstood the assignment. To be perfectly honest, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll just be, we'll just throw that out there. <laughs> we came up with like three different interpretations we of like what that. this meant. We're like, are we, are we rewriting the lyrics in some way, shape, or form, or like mm-hmm. assigning them in to like a, a couple and like doing a dramatic I, reading? I, uh, in a way, I kind <laughs> of re. I mean, just because of what I do on come on Fuhugopods, uh, dissecting just ridiculous and making narratives out of uh, little minute details in a Homestar Runner cartoon. Um, like, I was looking at this and I was like, oh, I don't see an argument here as much as I see, like, this weird narrative between these two uh, people and then the, the choruses, the raps themselves, are more or less, like, the inverse of them becoming a couple like i mean if that if if that reads like they're talking because half of the time like they're talking about like oh yeah no i like this i like Mm -hmm. this oh man you got to watch this you got to do this and and uh then it it always does a turn where it's like the the pre uh chorus right where you have the you know how can i help it if i think you're funny when you're mad you know, trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. And it's it goes back to, I guess, the guy here, because he says, like, I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. And where basically an argument arises, he doesn't take it seriously, and then everything just blows up. And maybe that's from a sense of just, you know, the fact he, he laughs at a funeral, he just doesn't know how to deal with con- uh, with conflict. He, does, he, he, he just bottles it up or just is passive aggressive mm-hmm. about it or, or or the exact opposite just is since he says he wears his mind on his sleeve and he takes off his shirt. That could just even just be a matter of I'm a throw down like I'm I'm willing to die on this hill for no reason. Uh, and I have no real uh, people skills to calmly talk and, and, and discuss something. <laughs> rather than just exploding and, and being an argument. Does that make any sense? I feel like mm-hmm, I'm just... Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, and I, when I was looking through the lyrics, um, I noticed that uh, if you look through, like uh, each chorus is like one week, five days, three days, yesterday, two days later, is, uh, is interesting. And I feel like the, the first verse, like I feel like it kind of flip-flops between the uh, perspective of each person in the argument. Okay. So the first, the first lyric or the first um, chorus is from the perspective of the guy uh, who he, you know, one week you cocked your head, said you're, you're angry. 
five days later, another argument happens. You laughed at me, said, come back together, come back, get back, get together, come back and see me. Uh, three days, I realized it was all my fault. Yesterday, you've already forgiven me, but I'm only going to apologize two days from now. <laughs> On the flip side, that next chorus is from, uh, we'll just assume it's a woman. The, it's from the, the, her, her perspective. Um, one week, you threw up, uh, you, I threw my arms in the air, so you're crazy. Um, five days, you tackled me. Like, you got all up in my face. You, I still have the rug burns on my knees, which that alone is like, okay, well, there's all right, already, like, this sense of, you know, fighting conflict. There's no conversation there. Um, three days, you, real, I real, you realize it's not my fault. So it's the dude realizing that it is his fault. You okay. know it's not my fault. And yesterday, you, you, I, you'd forgiven me, um, but I'm still waiting to hear you say you're sorry. And then that next verse is a f- literally a line like rotation back and forth where it's um, uh, from the guy's perspective. I dropped my arms, uh, dropped my arms and I said, I'm sorry. Uh, five days. Uh, I laughed at you. You just did what I thought you were going to do. And that's coming from the woman. Uh, three days. We both realized we were to blame yesterday. We kind of smiled at each other. Again, just knowing that we're going to forgive each other, but it'll still be two days till we say right. we're sorry. And that's why the we comes in at the end. Oh. I like the we at the end, too, for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah. reading. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Very good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it is a one sided <laughs> argument in which any parts that are sung, like the chorus, uh, the. Um, was it, how can I help if you think uh, you're funny when I th- um, when you're mad? That part. Uh, I, I see this as someone who is uh, introverted but also has ADHD. And whenever he stops talking, all of a sudden his brain just goes off and it's like starts ping-ponging <laughs> around and basically just mm-hmm. having all of okay. these weird funny thoughts. So the idea of him uh, laughing at a funeral, if he has to sit there... <laughs> absolutely still not saying a word and all of a sudden all these words are like bouncing off around his head and he's like from from thought to thought like that's okay i I think that's great yeah and he's Mm -hmm. like this like you guys aren't in here but this is hilarious so he's just ping-ponging around and then all of a sudden she real he realizes that she has stopped talking and then he's like oh no we're still arguing um okay so uh here's the thing um, okay. Uh, it's been one week since you looked at me. Okay, right. Uh, you threw up in your... Uh, yeah, you said you're crazy. I can see that now. I can see why I'm crazy, because I think I'm crazy, because, again, have you been in here? It's hilarious. Oh, so. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a completely one-sided argument in which we only hear his side, but the thing is, is his thoughts are so loud that we don't even hear her at all. I love that. That's great, Dan. That's a great interpretation, yeah. So, my interpretation of the the assignment (laughs) was that I was supposed to take a section of the rap and try to figure out how it caused an argument, to which my brain... uh, Stuck to, uh, you'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallot Swiss. I like the sushi because it's never touched a frying pan. I think that that, ar- that was an start of an argument 
because he ordered sushi whenever his uh, girlfriend or significant other was said that they wanted fish for dinner, but they actually meant that they wanted like <laughs> fish and chips, and he came back with sushi, <laughs> and then the, the, it caused a spicy argument like uh, wasabi. Nice. <laughs> i like that so i'm loving all these go. explanations a lot better <laughs> <laughs> i will never listen to this song quite the same way again and i'm gonna love it because of it <laughs> I, now i feel bad i that i'm the only person who didn't come up with a good explanation for this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna steal uh these three's homework and uh <laughs> Say it was it was all a group e- group effort that I there totally helped come up with these great and brilliant explanations. <laughs> what, what a you, going back to your your host skills. Yep, yep. Going back to my host yep. skills, which is where I am the one just asking you all to provide your interpretation, so I don't have to think. About That's it. why he's a teacher. You know, he's grading our assignments now. There, we, so, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would yeah. say an A for all of those. Like, those were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Tracy. Sorry we misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> you're, you came up with better answers for the test than I did um, with writing the test. Aaron, Jeff, and Heidi, did you did I mean, you do the assignment the way I, I, like, did, the way I gave it? But I'm going to let Aaron go first. Oh, I, I did not, unfortunately. I did not. Uh, I didn't have a chance. A chance to take a crack at it, but I, I did. I, I feel like we would all be remiss if we didn't mention the weird Reddit uh, theory about this song is oh. about like a murder. I'm excited to hear. You guys read this? Wait, what? <laughs> I have read it. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh-huh. Please. Well, I, I believe yeah. the gist. The, the gist of it is that the the song is about someone who murdered their significant other with a golf club. <laughs> is what is what. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can't off the top of my head recall the the arguments, but yeah, there's like a really. This is essentially. Uh, this is a reach, uh, in my opinion. I, I don't think there's any real uh, heft to this, but it is interesting to see what people on the interwebs will come up with uh, when they're allowed to uh, just take enough time to think about something. Can you give us some examples? Do you happen to have it with you? Because yes, the the theory on that. While it has been debunked and BNL has come out and said absolutely not, no. Um, it is a very entertaining read, I will say that much. <laughs> and from a psychological standpoint, if nothing else, reading into this person's frame of mind <laughs> yeah. really makes me concerned well, about the person. Well, that's the thing. is, Oftentimes, you can learn more about the interpreter from their interpretation than the original work, right? Uh, so this is really, <laughs> I, I maybe a little afraid of this person, but uh, yeah, they, they use the example of getting going to get a better set of clubs, going to find the kind with tiny nubs just so my irons aren't always flying off the backswing, and they're saying, that's the murder weapon. <laughs> so I'm like, ah! Oh, my. Uh, I feel like this is pretty Stretch Armstrong, but <laughs> But, uh, it, it, oh, you know, it is! It, it really, uh, it was fascinating. It was fascinating to read. I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive this started as a joke, but uh, you know, of course, uh, it's, it's like those. You know, when you were, when you were mm-hmm. a kid at school, and people were like, "Oh, you can see a guy hanging in the background, The Wizard of Oz, or whatever." Well, not, not true at all. Yeah, but like, right. it's one of those urban legends that kind of mm-hmm. grows. Uh, I found, I found like uh, at least a quote from it. Um, it's apparently from this person, this user by the name of Euclid Ucro, or Euclid underscore Ucro, who says, 
I propose that, although the band has stated that the song is more or less about nothing, that it is in fact about a man who murdered his girlfriend in a fit of rage three days ago and is now sitting in the living room with her corpse, slowly losing his mind as he forgets to eat (laughs) and formulates a story to tell the police. That's dark. That's really twisted. (laughs) That's twisted. (laughs) So... That is that is creepy. Where, that is creepy. Really yeah, yeah. That's one, a better interpretation. That the flag was perhaps the darkest BNL song. Uh, apparently, yeah, I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Jeff and Heidi, did you did you happen to have okay. any Jeff, rewrites? Do you want to go? Well, I actually I didn't do a re- I did I didn't understand the assignment either. Actually, it sounded to me like you were asking me. To change the lyrics of an existing oh song. Jeff, I, Jeff, that. No, 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 I was asking you to do your job. Oh, it sounded Jeff. to me like you were asking me to work. And, uh, I was asking you to give us a free parody. I don't do that anymore. No, that's, no. I gave you the, it's all commission based. I gave based you the trailer. Come on. <laughs> you have to back at a higher oh, tier. Okay. Um, well, Heidi, you did, did the though. assignment. I did no, because um, I'm a teacher who does their homework. Now, I didn't get the, I really got stuck. So I did it from the hold it now and watch the Hoodwink section. And it's a conversation between he said, she said. So he says, hold it now. I'm not a big dink. She said, you never stop and think. He says, you said I'm acting like a rain man. She says, I don't like fish, but in my dish, although I told you no more fish, you put the fish sticks on my plate fresh from the frying pan. He says, well, hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. She says, you're not Leanne rhymes, but I know she has some value. He says, Burt Kempford's got the mad hits. And she says, but I don't hear hits except for Dunka Shane, which is all right. And that's <laughs> nice. as far as I got. Because I had to teach and work all week long. But I thought it was, it was yeah. a valiant yeah. effort. I could see, I could see it formulated together. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, it came together. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should complete that, okay. and, and we'll, I will, we'll premiere I will it. I will continue to work on it. We'll, I got yeah. it, right. it. It was really challenging. I, okay, it's a challenging assignment. I, I, I did do my own assignment. I, I felt it was only fair. To, to, if I gave an assignment to do one, um, <laughs> oddly no. enough, yes. his own assignment. I know. And you also misinterpreted I, what I the assignment did. was. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, given your answers, I think I did misinterpret the assignment that I gave myself. Um, um, so here's my rewritten lyrics to try to make a more comprehensive argument. Hold it now. Don't try to hoodwink. You're not as smart as you think. You're about as powerful as Aquaman. For dinner, I would like to fish. I know you like Chalet Swiss, but I like sushi because it's never touched a frying pan. Side of wasabi with a squeeze of lime from the five and dime because I'm all about value. Burt Camperin's got the mad hits. Why you haven't fits? You haven't listened to his last two albums that he made you throw in shade. His songs make me quake and ache and shake. I like smile. It's got some swinging flavor. Now you're going to blow because I'm in the flow. Here comes a tantrum, I know, because your brains, it, when he come back, will come later. <sighs> I can't keep up with this do you, do, you, do you want me to hand you a mic so you can drop it? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the sec, I also did the second verse, but only half of it. And it's an actual back and forth. I would have loved to have seen Ed and Steve do this back and forth during this part. Uh, chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. Then Steve would say, I want a drumstick that's finger licking. Back to Ed. Let's watch X-Files with no lights on. 
Steven says, I want Twilight Zone. And back to Ed, I want, I hope the smoking man's in this one. So he's ignoring him. Um, back to Steven, like Harrison Ford, I'm getting t- frantic. <laughs> and then back to Steve, back to Ed, like Sting, I'm tantric. And then over to, to Steve, like Snickers, guaranteed to satisfy with some sarcasm. Um, and then over to Ed, like Kurosawa, I, I make mad films. No, you don't make films. But if I did, mm-hmm. they'd have a samurai. And that's as far as I got. Oh, nice. Yeah. I definitely mm. want to keep the Sailor Moon line in there. Right. I got to find some way yeah. of the other person saying, basically, this <laughs> nice. guy's a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I could see pieces of it that could be an mm-hmm. argument. That could have been a mm-hmm. back and forth. And I think it would have risen it. Like, had that happened, this would have totally been a five on my category list uh, for, for B&L songs. <laughs> because because uh, lyrically, it is fun. Like, even if you really break it down and you yeah, listen yeah. to it, the song in itself <laughs> does not make any sense. Uh, at least, I don't I don't yeah. think so. But um, it is, but but it's, it's fun. a fun song. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, it's the song that made a B&L fans out of a lot of people. And, that's to its credit. Um, and no, I, I didn't do the assignment, but I do have an interpretation of the song. Okay, yeah. You well, just completely, you, you completely scooted yeah, past please. me because, no, you know, no. I, because I disappointed <laughs> you like I always do. And you were like, no, <laughs> screw you, Jeff. We're talking to other people. Um, no, I. <laughs> wow, it's like you're in my head. I, did, I right? <laughs> We're practically married at this point. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but no, no, I think what, how I interpret this song is, is, Clearly, the couple had a fight. Like, like, uh, threw your arms in the air. You're crazy. Uh, five days since you tackled me. They had a they had a bad, you know, argument. And as you often do when you have a fight with your your spouse or significant other or your partner, um, one person is sleeping on the couch, right? And when you sleep on the couch, you just have the TV on only. So what he the the verses are him watching TV and he's just flicking the channels like oh there's there's a, ch- a chicken commercial oh X Files oh dang it it's not a it's not a conspiracy episode it's a it's a monster of the week <laughs> so he flicks again and then you know, he goes to uh, others oh, frantic Harrison Ford he flicks again he's on MTV there's Sting Snickers commercial oh Seven Samurai so he's just flicking through the commercials thinking as he's going through his head that's that's what I think the song means okay. And then eventually the TV lands on Jerry's mm-hmm. screen. Right, exactly. As, would, as, I, it, always, yeah. as it always does <laughs> right in the morning. Right. Bring it home. <laughs> now, actually, it's interesting because obviously if Harrison Ford, Frantic, that's a reference to, to the film, Frantic. Right. But I want to I go on the limb here and defend Mr. Euchrid Eucro because Harrison Ford also starred in... Star Wars? Shoot. No, no, no. Yes, the Star Wars. <laughs> Indiana. Uh, new kids... <laughs> If you kids haven't seen the Star Wars, uh, no, no, what, what is it? The, uh, the never heard the, of it. I want to say the convict. No, no, it's the um, fugitive. A fugitive, the one-armed man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where he was accused of killing his fugitive. wife. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Tommy Lee Jones is so good. I don't that. care. And maybe yeah. he did. Maybe Tommy Lee stole did. the entire movie with that one line. Going on the Harrison Ford thing, maybe he was worried oh. that there was a witness. Oh, oh. and he got I sailed out on the frantic. Actually, Aaron, <laughs> have you seen Frantic? Has anyone seen Frantic? Yeah, what he really needed though <laughs> was yeah, a Star yeah. Wars: Return of the Jedi. No, I think it was like seven or eight. I remember like one of my family members renting it for Thanksgiving or something. But I, it was, yeah, it was a fun movie. It's a good one. 
Well, well, speaking of Star Wars, since David brought that up, I, I do want to bring up some lyrics that were not in the song that were in the liner notes that oh. Ed also had written. Um, one of them was, like, like Skywalker got nice. a big hunch. Hey, that's my lunch. Yoda's a really, really old guy. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Thank you for getting rid of that hey, one. Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, when 900 How years old? old you are, perhaps this good you will not look. <laughs> um, and then there's, hold on, I gotta get my, th- uh, like Andrew Lloyd, I've got a big show. Mine's about a black hole. There'll be a big sound from the pavement. <laughs> Thank you, Ed, for getting rid of some of these lyrics. Just talking about cats. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> the only logical he answer. Predicted the flop of the motion picture adaptation of years later, <laughs> hitting the pavement. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about Susan Rogers because she had a big piece in this song, in in actually making this song what it was. Originally, this song was just a drum loop with nothing else in there, and. She was like, yeah, this isn't going to work, guys. And Susan's like, no, no, it's not. This isn't cool. Um, so she took the drum loop and she made it trip, a trip hoppy, which is a type of music, trip hop. Um, and it's a mixture of hip hop and electronica with a really heavy bass drum beat and a slowed down breakdown part of samples. So she added that part in. She's like, no, we got to do a different type of drum in the background. Then they wanted to go and do it acoustic. Then David Leonard stepped in and he insisted on (laughs) fucking guitars in the chorus. Um, Which is the music term, by the way. Yep. I think that was an yep. episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how this, this song basically evolved into what we have now. Um, now, one of the things that people have for a long time wondered about, and I was able to dig it up and find it, was, you know that screeching mm-hmm. sound that's throughout the song that, mm-hmm. that sounds like you're basically basically like rubbing a record or something like that? I've got the man hits, you try to match wits, you that's actually a one-note sample from the opening note of Wonder by Wonderland by Night by Burt yeah. Kampfert's orchestra. Oh. Huh, Tie that, that all together then. <laughs> <laughs> this means something. This is important. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the song Life is a Rock by Reunion but this song sounds extremely familiar to Life is a Rock by by Reunion I think you'll see it's not a ripoff by any any stretch of the imagination but it's definitely very similar is it kind of like Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven no (laughs) Not quite. They might be giants. I want to rock. <laughs> Tom Cochran's life is a highway. <laughs> there. I'm a rock. I'm an island. I am an island. <laughs> Classic '94 commercial. Standing like a rock. It's rock. Baby rock. Steady, steady, rocking all night long. <laughs> Poor Bob Seger. Hey, that's not a boulder. It's not that's just a, a boulder. Station. It's, it's a, a rock. rock. There are lots of rock songs. Huh, it's an entire genre. 
rock this town oh, the stray cats <laughs> oh, you sure there's enough songs for that yeah that's <laughs> so this is, is life is a rock Rachel singers, Lonnie Mac, a twang and itty, he's been ring, we're going steady, take it easy, take me high, lie, lie, how's a fire, no commotion, poco, passion, deep and purple, satisfaction, baby, baby, got it, got it, give me, give me, getting hot, Sam is cooking, Leslie Gore, Richie Valens, end of story, Mom, wow. the Fuji, oh, I'm a cow, wow. suit your rhyme, I'm a rich, and Perry, Spectre, Barry, Roger, Dodgers, Nielsen, Harry, Shimmy, Shimmy, Coco, pop it, fat, back, and finger, pop it, that is a jam, that is a jam, so you have, you have, very fast, that is a jam, that is a I actually uh, really like it. If I were um, to hear that, if I were to stumble good, on that yeah. in my casual day, I would say yeah, that I sounds would too. like mm -hmm. one week. Yes. <laughs> I can well, see that. Yeah, yeah two, two thoughts. I've always been curious where that Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop mm -hmm. thing came from the movie Big. Yeah. And now I know. Yeah. Okay. And two, <laughs> I hope that BNL has really good legal representation. Right. Because <laughs> you see what happened to Blurred Lines. I mean, these days. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not exactly a ripoff, but you can yeah. get the like he's doing the fast rapping, yeah. and then there's a lot of pop culture references throughout the song, and then it goes into this chorus, which is back into the singing melody kind of thing. And Aaron, Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop actually comes from a song from the 1950s, um, which was yeah. a song by Little Anthony uh, and the Imperials. Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop, Shimmy Shimmy Pop, Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pop, Shimmy Shimmy Pop. Sitting in a native hut all alone in blue. The sitting in a native hut wondering what to do. So there is a real song. Oh, wow. um, okay, I learned okay. something today. Right. Is Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Which Pop. Which is what they were referencing in that song right, right there. Also, since we're already wow. on a tangent, Blurred Lines, it another sure song is. parodied by Weirdo. I also like yes. Work Crimes better as well. And Weird a song crimes. that was done better by Weird Al. Yes, way better by Weird Al. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One of my top five songs from Weird Al. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Word crimes. Good. Yeah, so Word crimes. good. Now that was, Incredible. Now, that was my way of trying to reference, uh, bring in the fact that this song, One Week, does a lot of pop culture references. We should probably talk about mm. all the wonderful references that are in this song. So we got Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken, which is a reference to Busta Rhymes in the tribe called Quest Song called Scenario, where he's talking about Chicken to Chaco, the chocolate chicken. It is also a reference to, at the time, there was the Asian bird flu. Um, and so he was making reference to the, that at the same time. Mm -hmm. There was a whole bunch. Oh, my gosh. I can't go through all these. No, Holy there's cow. a lot. Um, Birchmount Stadium, home of the Robbie, of course, finishes off the song. Um, and there's, you know, the annual soccer tournament that's held at Birchmount Stadium um, that was there. That's the Robbie International Soccer Tournament. Um, that is there to. It may be tongue in cheek, but they've also said that's the hardest line of the song to sing. <laughs> that's gonna be tongue in cheek. That is that, that is they, they did they did make that statement <laughs> though, but yeah, I think that's that's probably not the case. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other like big ones that I'm like people might not understand the references to. Curacao. Hopefully, they understand most of them. Chalet Swiss, I guess, is a restaurant. I'd, I'd look that one up. That's a Swiss chalet is a restaurant. In yes. Yeah. That, that one I didn't know, and I had a, yeah. Uh, a lot of that. people. Harrison Ford, the actor who's most known for being in The Conversation. That's, that's oh, a. Yeah. Right. Oh, I was thinking Hollywood <laughs> Homicide, surely, is most famous. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I thought it was the uh, one with Sa- the dog. Sabrina was the big one, right? No, it's <laughs> President Harrison Ford. No, uh, Kurosawa, of course. Come on the show. We know you listen. You know you listen. Kurosawa was a, a highly recognized mm-hmm. Japanese film director producer. Which was what the Magnificent Seven was based on. Hmm. Seven Samurai, All right? And the Hidden Fortress was what Star Wars mm. was based on. Yeah, in Star Wars. Actually, a lot of things are based on the Seven Samurai. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, well, that and uh, Yojimbo was the inspiration for uh, Fistful mm. of Dollars. And well, that, yeah, that's the interesting thing about yes. spaghetti westerns. Yeah, there yeah. are Italian directors making right. American western films that are inspired by Japanese samurai films. Japanese samurai films, yeah. And Throne of Blood <laughs> is what inspired Shakespeare to write Macbeth. So. You guys are aware that Shakespeare was all all Shakespeare's work was stolen from the original Klingon. And <laughs> and Fistful of Dollars was the inspiration for Fistful of Yen from Kentucky Fried Movie by Zucker Zucker Abrahams, who made Naked Gun, starring well Levi Yankovic. Seven degree, or six degrees of, oh my list. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon has nothing on it. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, in, in true fashion to how I was as a kid, I think I finally did the homework assignment, or at least the misinterpretation of the homework assignment. That was bugging you, wasn't some... it? <laughs> it was, it was. I was the only one who didn't have a kind of right. an interpretation. But no, because I think what it is, is the entire first verse is is sung by what this is a couple having just a really petty fight about how to spend their evening and the first verse is sung by one person who's trying to figure out what in the world they should make for dinner oh and the yeah second verse is the other person trying to figure out what in the world I didn't think about that. That. <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh my mm. god <laughs> that is That's really I, I love that theory that's great yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure anybody who's uh-huh. you know been in a relationship can know those evenings where it's like, okay, we got to figure out what we're gonna have for dinner and figure that out. And after you finally figure that out, it's like, okay, what are we gonna do with our evening? What are we gonna watch tonight? And it could just be a be a whole frustrating thing. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta make have music to listen to while you make the food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to figure out what it is they're trying to make because it's like, okay, they're talking about making fish, but then it's like, but we're going to use <laughs> vanilla in this? What what dish uh, is being made? I, I don't know where we left off. just before you got dropped that I had no idea after all of these years of listening to the song that the second to last line, is, <laughs> it'll still be two days till we say wasabi. That is is that correct? That is correct. That's not correct. It's we're sorry. I thought it was we're, it really sorry. we're sorry. It's supposed to be we're sorry, oh, but they, they do in concert tend to throw in wasabi in there a lot. Son of a. I've never, ever noticed it. Because they figured out, they finally figured out what they were going to have for dinner, which is sushi. I mean, I can see that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to eat wasabi. wasabi. What? Wasabi. Big plate of wasabi. <laughs> And they finally figured out what they're going to watch, which is whatever sport is played at the that ro- They're going to watch the Robbie. Yeah. The Robbie. Home of the Robbie. Did everybody, anybody think the Robbie was like a sandwich? Oh, Home of the Robbie. I thought it was the, I thought it was a player. Like I thought it was one of the Home players. of the Robbie. Yeah. Like, Robbie. It's a. Yeah, I thought it was an athlete. Sauerkraut sandwich. Did you guys talk no, about I, I, Dan's, like, Dan's you know, Le Maison? I know it's an athlete, but it's it definitely like sounds like what? No. 
<laughs> so did, does anyone know the where Dan's Lamaison comes from? I still don't know where that song? is. <laughs> where no. Don Lamaison? That means in the house where Don Lamaison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where Don Lamaison. So basically, it in means the, in the we're house. in the house. Um, they had been touring really intensely before this point, and because they were doing their disc one, Ellie's gonna and get it. They. When they were on the tour bus, as soon as they would go on the tour bus, they'd turn off the lights and they'd start watching X-Files with no lights on. Um, and that was kind of a joke that, that they would say, that, like, right? that Ready they were that. in the house was kind of that stupid phrase that they would use to kind of say that they were watching TV in there. So basically, Don's Lamaison became this universal code for are we going back to the bus and watching some okay. X-Files? And that's how it worked its way into... <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, that was my pickup line for a while. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. I one of the lines of this song that I want to bring up is for the longest time I had a hard time with that line of I have a history of losing my shirt. And for me it was like, okay, they're not talking about like losing it in the dryer. I just kept in my mind picturing like mid argument he is just ripping off his shirt like he's 70s hulk style ripping the shirt apart <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i just thought he was yeah. taking his shirt off i think it was michael said about like about ready to throw down yeah, I've always kind of mm-hmm. like yeah that that's what i thought it as yeah. too yeah. <laughs> i mean that was a uh <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I could also just literally be a good place gag for anybody who's seen the movie. There's a character who would avoid every argument by just taking off his shirt. So we can move on from that. Uh, We haven't talked about the video. We we mentioned it very very quickly in passing, Mm -hmm. Michael. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Oh yeah. But (laughs) we haven't talked about the the video in detail. Uh, It was directed Mm -hmm. by Mick G, who has made. I was going to bring that up. I, yes. I recognized the style. I was like, I yes. know that style. It reminded me of All Star by Smash uh, Mouth. The video, like the, the color balance. And I, I was mm-hmm. right. And of course, we know McGee from uh, Terminator Salvation. Yeah. yeah. Where Chris Bale had his famous <laughs> freak out on set. And- we did uh, Charlie's Charlie's Angels, too. And the, mm-hmm. the video references yep. that as well. And of course, Supernatural and Chuck. And, you know, yeah. a lot of videos. Yeah. And the. Oh yeah, that's right. The and the babysitter. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this mo- this video is all over the place, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the uh, the stunt girl, the evil Knievel character, that is uh, what's her name? It's Carmet. I my notes here. Oh, I actually had to pull this out because uh, I used to use this for the weird alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Comrade uh, Bakar, she mm-hmm. is a mm. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. one of the fi- or one of the original members oh, of the Pussycat yeah. Dolls. Yep. And the mm-hmm. wind-up doll on the pedestal is Kiva Dawson. Ooh. Oh, and who <laughs> this? She's an actress. Ooh, She's been in a bunch of things. <laughs> oh, Kiva! I don't have it pulled up right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She was in a. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I remember now. Hey. <laughs> hey. 
I would pull it up, but my computer is hitting its maximum ability to run things right now. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play yeah, with IMDb yeah. right now. She was the one that said the famous line, "I'm sick of these this mother effing gambling." And this mother effing that was her. <laughs> right, yeah. right, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, at the beginning of this video is an homage oh, yeah. to my movie favorite movies as a kid, though, which is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Love you. Oh, yeah. Which it nobody is. remembers, by the way. Until oh, I guess I it is. Yeah. That movie is like three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I directed the musical huh. version it's, of that because it, there's a musical version. We did it a five. Summers oh, ago, it's we ridiculous. called it Shitty Shitty Bang Bang, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's that whole that is an homage to Shitty. Yeah, right. Oh. It's a bizarre show. It's a bizarre film. Yeah, the Blu-ray is fantastic, though. Like, just gotta say, if you ever if you have a nice 4K TV mm. and you have Shitty Shitty Bang Bang on Blu-ray, mm. like you could see the lines of the green screen. <laughs> oh, nice. So it's so nice. <laughs> oh. But that, or you could just go to my YouTube channel. All I can remember thing. from that movie but, um, is that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. What I remember most from that movie is the ridiculous Cockney accent that the boy puts on, which I'm pretty sure he's not even British at all. They just kind of put that on and just like yeah. over-exaggerated it's it. Like a lot of Disney films of the time. <laughs> there is a another video that I do want to bring up, and this was brought up uh, on our show. Uh, there was another version of One Week <laughs> that was mm-hmm. done for the Bare Naked Ladies variety show, which is uh, somewhat offensive. So I'm not going to screen share, but I will play some of the song, and uh, I'll I'll let you guys uh, hear it and and tell me if you think it's offensive or not. It's been one week since you looked at me, cocked your head on the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you left yes, me, right. saying get that together, come okay. back and see me. Three days since you living room, I realize it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you yesterday. You were given me, but it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. 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 You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watch your next files with the lights on. And if I remember oh, yeah. correctly, Sorry. doesn't that take place at like a Chinese wedding? Like, Japanese yeah. wedding. A Japanese wedding, is it? Okay, yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> the yes. Japanese wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, oh my god. Yes, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, George Takei is there and. He takes a, he makes eye contact with them and George Takei is knows like, you don't know me. me. He knows us, know right? George Takei. <laughs> I do not know them. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so it's oh uh, <laughs> Oh my. So, yeah, the the worst cover of one week was yes. done by oh. also the Although they, I have to give them props. They were given those instruments which are, are authentic Japanese instruments and had never touched them they before them, and they yeah. just right. played them mm-hmm. immediately right there on set. Like yes. Can we gotta give them props for that also discuss about the use of the um general lee and the starsky and hutch car for those kids those of us that grew up in the 70s yeah their homage to two classic yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. television Mm -hmm. cars from the 70s is pretty epic and they were smart enough to keep the yeah they were smart enough to keep the confederate flag off the top yeah they did they they changed that decal up but uh Mm -hmm. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, which was which was forward thinking back when this came out because yes, obviously that was oh, yeah. a discussion, but it wasn't as big of a discussion as we're having no. now. But yeah, so that was <laughs> that was that was really forward thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daniel, you brought us into the discussion of versions, and that means I'm going to lose my voice again. Um, oh dear. So, yep. 
I gotta go through all the versions of this song. If anyone needs to use the bathroom or run and make a sandwich or anything, now would be a good time. Yeah. All right. So the hardest version to get a hold of is the My Launch Live version, which was only released with 100 copies on Launch Live 1998, if you end up wanting to search for it. It is impossible to find. There is, of course, the original video version. There is the bathroom sessions version, which is slow, acoustic, and bluegrass. Never touch a frying pan, hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Be like the end rhymes, because I'm all about value. Earth campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a fake, I like a stick and eat and shake, I like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the show, cause then you know the vertigo was gonna go, so since it's dangerous, you like a sign waiver. You get to see Ed and Steve doing their harmonies for the verses as well as the choruses. It's actually really cool. Um, And they have a lot of fun with doing some whisper yelling during that. Um, There's the official lyrics version of the Red Rocks version of this song. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at Piro, can't understand why I'm being wasted now. I'm a kid, you want to mind, I'm asleep. I've history of taking out my shirt. Why the weeks did you look to me? There's the radio remix of this song, the Let's Talk to the Hand version of this song when they did it live in in Michigan. There's the Poles Break remix, which you would hear if you listen to Stop Us if you've heard this one before. has a a beatbox backbeat and a lot of squeals and extra guitar riffs. There's the Ladies Room Volume 2 version, which is the Dave's Beat, Dave's Big Beat Extended Mix. Oh, and now I'm watching the hoodwink, does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow Swiss, I like the sushi, cause I never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I boss rhymes, big like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. Bert Camper's got the mad hits, you try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick, I like a sink and they can shake, I like vanilla, it's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the show, cause then you know the vertigo is gonna go, cause it's so dangerous, you'll have to sign a waiver. I can't help it if I think you're funny when you're mad, trying hard to just smile, though I feel bad. Basically, the first 50 seconds of this song is approximately 20 bars of just a beat with nothing more. Um, and then you got the Burt Camfort sounds that are coming in every 10 seconds. And there's an extra three bars of music between each chorus and verse and a lot of distorted verse voices. Yeah, I'm glad this was only on the Ladies' Room Volume 2. And it was also only on the single that was released for for this song. 
<laughs> Sorry, but I just noticed that there's a kids' bop version. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cock your head through a thousand, and I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Instead, get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. Realize it's my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday you've forgiven me, but it's still be two days till I say I'm sorry. There's a kids' bop version. <laughs> <laughs> I would be lying if I said that that <laughs> might have been my first introduction to this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's why I just go to oh, Digimon no. the movie, because at least oh, that no. one's a little bit better. But yeah. Um, yeah. There's the extended versions version, which is where they do the skipping on the Chickadee China line, um, since they did it live, and they tend to do that a lot live. China, the Chinese chicken, China, the Chinese chicken, China, Chinese chicken, China, the Chinese chicken, you have a drumstick, your brain stops sticking. There's the persuasions version, which I will say I actually like better than the original now. This is one where I like the persuasion version. Um, yeah, I do yeah. like it. One week since you looked at me, threw your arms in the air and see you crazy. Five days since you tackled me, I still got the rock burns on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, and I won't too soon. Yesterday you've forgiven me. Now sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. I think it's only because one week was blown off on the radio so many times when it hit that I, it just got old to me. And I like hearing something different. And I like this doo version um, and the folksy courses mm -hmm. that are going on. I really enjoy that. Um, there's the version that was done for House of Strombo with Maestro Fresh West, who is the godfather of Canadian hip hop music. Oh, a rapper's like a slab of clay, the shapeless. Champion don't shimmer, no glass is tasteless. A universe without light is lightless. That's why I always take time to write this. Molded in my hands before I start chiseling. Could be a rain or brainstorm or drizzling. Some could be shining, some could be showering. Practice makes perfect, I'm powering, flowering. My lyrics are awesome and tune in, volume and bloom and I'm blossoming. Blowing away blockades, the barricades. Make you black and blue from the blast of the blade. It's a blood sword. Well, builds out back. Make your vision go blue while your brain goes blank into a there's the back. selfie cam jam version which i would say once again such as like old apartment this is not a good version don't bother going out and watch it three it's been one week since you looked to me knocked your head on the side and said i'm angry five days since you laughed at me saying get back together come back and see me three days in the living room i realized it was my fault couldn't tell you yesterday you've given me but it'll still be two days till i say i'm sorry um, Except for then, the fact that I like the old apartment version of the selfie cam jam, but all right. yeah, yeah, disagree <laughs> on that. Um, and then there's the cornbread mm -hmm. red version, so an actual bluegrass band doing a bluegrass version of this, which is really cool. It's been one week since you looked at me, cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying get that together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. Realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday you're forgiving me. Could it still be two days till I say I'm sorry? Hold it now, what's your hook wink? I'll make you stop and think. You think you're looking at Aquaman? I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow swish. I like sushi because it's never touched a frying pan. Like 
<sighs> there are <laughs> there are multiple parodies. The best parody, of course, being Jim, Jerry Springer. Of course. It's been one week since we got to see Cheat lovers and cousins that marry Five days since they had the show With the hermaphrodite, the slut, and the backhoe Three days since we heard the tale About the guy who learned his woman was a shemale Yesterday, it occurred to me That I've been watching a bit too much Jerry Springer Holy cow, did you see it last week? Well, I had this one freak Who sucker punched his whole family Do you recall when the brawl became a total free for all And Jerry's in the middle trying to be the referee hey. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> by jerry springer there have been so many one week versions <laughs> done during covid that it is mm-hmm. nuts yeah yeah covid i know yeah yeah no, no. you no. no i i i was looking i just uh, just because i was like i wonder if there's other parodies of this just because you know we might talk about them and i'm like out of mm-hmm. all the things that you could write a parody yeah. about with one yeah. week you choose COVID? <laughs> right, right. Like you could do Twin Peaks. I know, like right? Like that itself, that it writes like itself it here in Twin Peaks. And it, you know, you could just... There is one called One COVID? <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead, Amber. The second best being whatever Apologetics did. I don't know if they did a parody. Oh. I'm just assuming they did. Yeah, I kind of want to hear that Twin Peaks song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... It's amazing. It's weird Aww. for me to say this, um, and maybe maybe yeah. you guys would agree. But I, it's amazing how quickly I got sick of COVID parodies. Like when mm-hmm. it first started, it was like, oh, this could be kind of funny. I even I did a COVID song like I think in April yeah. of 2020. <laughs> but yeah, by the end, by by mid April, the end of April, I'm like, no, we're let's write about other stuff. People, come on. And they're God, still so doing old, it so quick. Wasn't me. <laughs> and they're still doing it. They're still doing it. Yeah. The Holderness yeah. family just did another one right? recently. <laughs> And it's horrible. Twin There's no rhyming. Yeah. It's just horrid. Um, there is the one sick version um, done by a person mm-hmm. who is indie. There's this one seek in the doctor's lounge. A Punjabi guy whose name no one can pronounce. Five chains in emergency. Saying get that corn dog away from Dr. Mukherjee. Three ducks in the ICU. I realize they still eat meat, although they're Hindu. Every day it's the IMGs. They got the MBBS instead of the MD. Hold it now and pass the chutney as I make the curry. Because I'm starving like Gandhi. I summon goat to my throat, although I like my ex poach that are those desis who will never touch a cow beef. Um, he is Indian and also ha- um, his family are doctors. And so the song is about um, sick doctors, S-I-K-H oh. doctors. Yes, Sikh um, doctors? Sikh. Okay. Yeah, I can never pronounce it right. Oh. But yeah, that's actually pretty good. The college the the college humor version is really good. Um, they did a, a song about how catchy this song is, even though it doesn't mean anything. Well done. <laughs> And then, of course, I absolutely love, and Andrew, you brought this up earlier, and I almost had to laugh when you did so. There was a person out there, Alex Melton, who did a mashup of one week if it was done by Blink-182. Well, it's been one week since you looked at me. Got you out of the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you lied to me. Saying get back together and call back to see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's not my fault, but didn't tell you excellent version i admit like it is it sounds like blink 182 and it is this song it is amazing it is hilarious uh 
Oh, man. I can't wait to hear all the clips of all of the songs that you just listed off. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, I will say this, too. Like, uh, when uh, mashups as well, uh, like, taking one week and mashing it up, like, one of my favorites to this day. Of course they did. I think I even mentioned it the first time I was on the podcast. I hope I did. Um, (laughs) Which is Neil Ciciariga's uh, mashup of uh, Smooth Criminal and... Uh, one week. Oh, okay. it is brutal. Oh, yeah. like, All right, and now I gotta find that and put that in here. Might as well, <laughs> might as well look and see if the Merkins yeah. did one too. Hold it now and watch a hook wink. Does it make you stop think? You think you're looking at Aquaman? I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow Swiss. I like the sushi because it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like Leanne Mimes because I'm all about value. Bird can't cut the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick. I like a sink and they can shake. I like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gotta see the showbiz and you'll know the vertigo is gonna grow because it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. How can I help it if I- it's too? It's too good. <laughs> like you're you're just sitting there like no no no. And then you gets to the the um the vanilla line and you're like. Oh no way! Like this, this matches up too nicely. I would love to hear that. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> it's worth it. Neil Ciciarga is a genius. I'll yep. just say it. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apologetics, the the uh, <laughs> faith based parody group, did indeed do a parody of One Week. I mean, so. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's been one way. Take a look and see. He'll never top uh, he'll never top Brody mm-hmm. Quest in my opinion. It's like it's like the words of one week with the beat of smooth criminal and it lines up so well. Um so I I would like to move us over to talking about rankings cuz I know my family is upstairs t- yelling at me right now upstairs. Um so <laughs> why don't we move over to ranking Jeff what what is going to be our ranking system this week? Well, I think uh I think And also let make... these guys know how we how we do it. This is how we do it. Um so every week we rank these songs on a scale of zero to five. Zero is I never want to hear this again. Five is an absolute masterpiece. It's on the playlist. We usually like to say anything from four to five is a playlist. Okay. Song. Those are the ones we're going to put on our, our playlist. Um, so, and we can use decimals. So you could do 4.1, 4.2. Um, everything is game. Uh, we give it an arbitrary ranking system, usually based on something we talked about to rank it on. And I am going to say it only makes sense and fitting as this is, you know, pretty much a crossover episode. I think we should do it on a scale of zero to five Jerry Springers. Call. Good call. Good call. <laughs> uh, how many Jerry Springer episodes is this? <laughs> yes. Is this zero Jerry Springer? Yeah, All I right. think it should be the number of Jerry Springers. <laughs> I give it five, Jerry, 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 Jerry. I agree with you, David. Oh, I thought it was the number of Jerry Springers, which I would love to see an episode of Jerry Springer where he's settling a fight between two other Jerry Springers. In your rankings, feel free to name what Jerry Springer episodes they are, whether it be the one where the man is taped, has fish taped to him or, you know, which is a thing. Um, but yeah, so um, I think let's start with. Can Andrew. we actually? Can we start with Heidi? Just because I know that she's going to get going in a moment. Let's start with Heidi. That's yeah. Thank Good. you so much, everybody, and it was lovely to meet all of you. Um, I will 
start working through the Weird Al uh, podcast very soon. <laughs> I'm still working on old episodes of this one. Um, <laughs> so I would give this because this is this is on the playlist. This is a classic. It's not my favorite. I, it's not my favorite version. The studio album is not my favorite version of this. I like the pared down version a whole lot um, where they where they go into their acoustic version of it. I really like that a lot. Um, but I it's it's a jam and I sing it every time and I try to keep up with Ed, which is yes. tough to do. So I'm gonna give this Jerry Jerry, you. Jerry Jerry <laughs> point. So four point seven. Starting with a high bar. Four point wow. seven. It's wow. a jam, man. Like I I, I kudos sure. to Ed for his All right. massive rhymes. All right. That's my that's my score. That is a high bar. All right, thanks, Heidi. Um Andrew, why don't you take one? Certainly. Um, again, this is this is a a bop from uh, my childhood and one that I I think kind of uh, characterizes growing up. So I'm going to to I'm going to put this at a four point seven as well. Four point seven Jerry Springer's. It's a uh, it's definitely a big one. All right. So far, no haterade for this one. All right. Um, I'll, I'll, my my. My screen got messed up when she dropped out here. Uh, Daniel. Ah, um, let's see. We're using decimals. So uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, hmm, I'll give it 4.9 Jerry Springers. Like this is a, it's a great song. Like ultimately, yeah, it's, it's a great song. Uh, and they pushed to make sure that it was like, it got out there in some way, shape or form. And they, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was working against it where they could, honestly, they could have just gave up and was like, no, uh, we're not going to do this. And this is just going to be a song that we only play at concerts because it's fun and we get to rant and like freestyle and go back and forth with each other. But the fact that they actually sat down, recorded it, put it all together and was like, yeah, this is the song and everyone's going to hear it. And it like, it exceeded expectations. So 4.9. As always happens, you might have just said the one line that just made me change my score. Um, <laughs> all right, four point nine. Uh, uh, David. Oh no! Oh, um, sorry. Are we are we grading this? Are we comparing it to other bare naked ladies songs? No, no. Or to every no. Other Do you prefer this or the Weird Al song? Uh, <laughs> I guess I, I guess I'll give it a, a four Jerry Springers. Four yeah. Jerry Springers, and even four. All right. I don't. I, I can't say that uh, it's, it's, it's my favorite thing on the planet, but it is good. It's very well made, right. so and it's fun to listen to. You're, you're, I promise you. I will say, how about this? Uh, in my Weird Alphabet uh, system for when we did that podcast, I would rank every Weird Al song uh, in an entire list from, you know, 1 so, to 200, whatever. So I where will is say it in the ranking? That one week is oh, my okay. number one Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> nice. There we go. Yeah, so yeah. far. So. Um, I, I guarantee you, by the way, you 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 don't have the lowest score for this song. So, um, oh, okay, okay, at least one, possibly two. So, <laughs> oh, am I wrong, Tracy? Let's go to Michael. Or did you think, or did I surprise you? Okay. All right, go to Michael. <laughs> well, um, so the way that I view this song is kind of a way I, I view the Gorillas' song Clint Eastwood, where you know it's a song that got a lot of white people <laughs> to try to rap. And it's a song that, <laughs> and it's a song that you just That's magically know the lyrics to at this point, <laughs> or at least the most. You're going to karaoke. Negative for the universe. <laughs> I mean, 
what I'll say is, is that I'll rate this probably if uh, the same way that I would rate that I would rate uh, the Clint Eastwood song if we ever did a Gorillas podcast, and that would be at four point five. Cool. Jerry Springer's because I would give it I wouldn't give it much higher than that because the song itself if you just played it over and over and over and over and over again or like you know every few songs it would get it would really start to annoy you um, and uh, so that's why it's not any any higher Gorilla A to Z G- yeah that that's the, the Gorilla's yep. <laughs> alphabetical a to podcast Z. There it is. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll go because I gotta balance this out. And this maybe my last episode. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm also a big Queen fan, and I know for, first of all, not that this should be a ranking thing, but I'm a big Queen fan. So what is the one line I, I always hate to hear is "Hey, Bohemian Rhapsody," you know, because it's the one song everyone knows. Um, I'm a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan. Absolutely adore BNL. Like David said, is this? Uh, indicative of the rest of their music absolutely 100% not there's uh, they're they're a very diverse group and, and a lot of their stuff is different and I have a lot of fives in BNL songs a lot of straight up fives um, this song is hard for me because I do feel like it was written as um, a, a freestyle and there's nothing wrong with that it's fun it's a lot of fun as a freestyle um, I also like songs that I can connect to on some level too like emotionally or that 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 resonate with me, mm-hmm. whether it's on a humorous or, or a serious level. And this one's really hard to do that with because it's so all over the place. It doesn't really stick anyone landing. I feel like it was a fun throwaway song that they did, and it just happened to be the one that made them big. Um, the Gorillaz uh, uh, Parallel, I think, is a really good one. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, this one also is one that I think kind of uh, got the overplay thing, too. I, I don't know if I can always pick this one out. If it comes on, if I'm listening to BNL's greatest hits, or I have a BNL playlist on, and one week comes on, I might skip it <laughs> because it's mm. you know it's just uh, it I, and and I want to go to you know off the hook or I want to go to call an answer or Enid or something and just be like blown away. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I can go as high as this. One. I don't think this one's a, a full-on playlist song for me. I love the Weird Al version better. I think that is one I will always play. The Weird Al. Jerry Springer is one I will always play. I like the, they did an acoustic when I saw him live and I thought that was brilliant. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this one, I might be the hater aid, but I'm going to give this one a 3.6. Still up Still there. a great song. Still a very, like, don't get me wrong. Fun, fun song. Yeah, still up there. It's a fun <laughs> song. Like, don't get me wrong. It, lyrically, it's amazing. I love what they do with the, the pop culture uh, references, but um, just can't go quite as high as I would for the playlist songs. So 3.6. Um, and Aaron. Well, interesting, uh, interesting, Jeff. Uh, I was, you know, I've taken a journey with this song because I'll, I'll be honest, I used to straight up hate this song. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Just because right. you heard it, it was overplayed. You know, it's like, can I, can I admit that My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion is actually a pretty good song? Sure. But I heard that song so much in that mm-hmm. one summer that it, yeah. it just, it's grating to my ears. Um, Overplay is a factor. Yeah, and, and so it's interesting. And this was the, my introduction to BNL, but then Tracy Good played songs. like uh, uh, <laughs> Brian Wilson for me. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, oh wow! So I, I realized what a range they had. But the interesting thing is, as I have taken this journey, you know, and, and when I started this doing this podcast with Tracy, I'd heard perhaps 
six or seven songs by BNL. And now we've gone through about what half their library. Uh, so I've definitely learned a lot more about the band and heard a lot more of their songs and come to appreciate their range. Um, but I, this one was really difficult for me because I don't, I don't hate the song anymore. I definitely did. I, I, I don't like the song as much as some other ones, but I'm really torn on the playlist question because I feel like if you're going to create a playlist, this song kind of deserves to be on there. But then again, it's our playlist and it's yeah, not, right. it's not what is the public consciousness, uh, you know, kind of shared dementia of, of what BNL should be. It's what we think BNL should be. So I have to kind of agree with Jeff here. I think it's a good song. It's certainly um, much better than I initially gave it credit for. It's obviously very catchy, uh, but it's not going to be on my playlist. Aaron, let me, I, let I, me just I, hold on I, one moment. If you're yep. worried about it, whether or not your score will make it fall off the playlist, it <laughs> won't. You're 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 safe on that. No, 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 no. I I, I, I figured not. I figured not. I'm not going to give it a two or anything. You know, it's, it's definitely a it's an above average song. You know, it's a good like catchy right now. Pop it's a it's a song. solid four point four um, on the average. So it, it's on the playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I think I'd probably be be inclined to give it a three point eight Jerry Springer's. I, I would say. Um, the Jerry Springer Weird Al parody is a solid four, at least. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good, solid 3.8 Jerry's for me. So we don't have Stefan this week, but he did send us his thoughts on the song. Stefan, what are your thoughts on One Week? Oh, on One Week. Wow. Jeez. Uh, I like One Week. Uh, I thought it was creative. It's not one of my favorites, but um, I know it's one of the most popular one of them uh, for the for bare naked ladies, but um, I think it's um, it's pretty good, I guess. Um, I, I think it's a relationship-based song, and um, I, I don't know much more about that. I wish I was I was able to join everybody so that I can get a little bit of feedback about one one week, uh, a little bit of insights that uh, I never had before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, I think I'm it's sure, a good I'm song. I'm sure you'll listen to the episode once it comes out when you're driving. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just got to find it. Uh, <laughs> somehow find out how to listen to podcasts. But because uh, I'm old school, you know, figuring things out. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was okay. And um, what would I rank it? What would I rank it, though? Uh, I think I would rank it like a 3.75. It says one of their most popular, and I'm sure it's, it's made them a good chunk of change, which is cool, but not my favorite. <laughs> I think old apartments far more creative. All right, Tracy, bring it home. All right, well, I, I did okay. say earlier, like, I would – this song, to me, Jerry Springer is a better song than this. Um, it did get way overplayed. This is not a great song. I really do like it though. Like I, my life would be missing if this song weren't around. Yeah. Um, is it my favorite B song? Not by a long shot. Matter of fact, I don't even in many ways classify it as a BNL song. Um, if I think, I think of it as an Ed song. Um, if people are like list BNL songs that I should listen to, to get to know them, this is not one of the ones I'm going to be like, you have to listen to one week. Right. 
I agree. I would, but I really, at the same time, really enjoy it. I I have to listen yeah. to it when it comes on. Um, I'm gonna I, I, looking at my scores. I'm gonna actually increase if I had a million dollars. I had a four point three. I'm bumping it up to a four point three five because oh. I gotta give this song a four point three, and I like if I had a million dollars better than this two song. Two decimal points. I was so. never told that. You have never told me that, and like he and and in what a year, yeah. two years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, from my understanding, from hearing you guys, it seems like with one week, this is kind of like with Christopher Nolan and Batman. Like those are great movies, but the thing is with Christopher Nolan, right? Those Batman for, movies are the least Christopher Nolan exception. movies he's ever mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the prestige, yeah. man. The prestige or yeah, momentum. Exactly. Um, yeah. I was going to give an appearance this week, but we have a guest on that I I think could talk better about this appearance than I will. So I'm going to hand it over to David. David, tell us a little bit about about where you've where you know Ed from. Uh, I'm so Michael told me that you were saving this for me. I'm so happy that uh, you even knew about one of my fandoms when I was in high school. I was super into the the popular web series Red versus Blue. Um, which, of course, the Bare Naked Ladies were big fans of the popular web series Red vs. Blue. And um, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, how much have you talked about the, uh, the Rooster oh, yeah. Teeth and, and Bare Naked Ladies relationship? Okay. Because, uh, so my, I will always think of uh, Ed as uh, Captain Butch Flowers, a.k.a. Agent Florida from uh red versus blue where he is like uh in a in a they go back in time and meet their original captain and he's in a couple episodes as uh with a fantastic Mm -hmm. character name as well captain butch flowers (laughs) um uh yeah yeah he's he's a he's a great part and then they uh do a whole he even gets like his character is one of like the the it's like an ending gag of one of their later seasons and like eight <laughs> season eight or something like that like they he gets to be be the ending joke as uh, agent florida uh yeah yeah it's my my favorite thing i don't know if you've you've talked about this on the podcast but my favorite story from like Rooster Teeth's time working with him and and with Bare Naked Ladies, like you know, because they did music videos and everything. Um, I remember listening. We did. To one of their we did a group watch of it. And uh, Bernie Burns. Yes. Oh, we actually hey. group watched it. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Bernie Burns was talking about how he was out to dinner with <laughs> Ed once, and somebody, some stranger, actually came up to the table, and in all seriousness, she said to Ed, "Hey, you're on my, uh, you're on my list. You're on my. It's okay to cheat on my husband list." Uh, so uh, that apparently is a real thing for some people, and she uh, wanted to take the opportunity. Wow. <laughs> And that inspired the album Silverball. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> uh, no, that's... I, I, when I read about that, I went and I actually watched all of Red vs. Blue for that exact reason. And I, it, mm. I love Red vs. Blue now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like that was like my high school was uh, just like so I I I love that show I I haven't watched they're they're still making it they've been going for like almost twenty years now and they're still making it I haven't watched it in a while but um yeah yeah it's good stuff <laughs> some classic internet stuff 
Um, one of the things that I was going to do, I was going to throw it to you guys real quick, but I we didn't mention the one thing that I think this song is most known for is the beginning two notes, the beginning two so- sounds and words of this song, the It's Been. You cannot hear mm-hmm. It's Been without people then wanting to fill it in with something from this song <laughs> or, afterwards. Or, oh my God. Yeah, it's the equivalent of somebody. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then just yep, yep. Chandler Bing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, say, having said that, I'm going to say <laughs> it's been a pleasure. But I want to know. I want people to know where they can hear more of you for. Well, uh, if you want to hear the four of us together. You can go uh, listen to the archives of The Weird Alphabet, which has had uh, Tracy on as a guest, has had Jeff on as a guest. Has it had Aaron on as a guest? I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember all of our guests. Sorry. I don't think you have to correct You would remember. Uh, I don't think so. But that is, of course, the podcast talking about every Weird Al song in alphabetical order. Um, you know, it's funny. We were, I was looking at podcast stats the other day, which I never do, and saw that, like, we're still getting just as many downloads a day on that podcast as we did while we were still doing it, which is awesome. I think uh, I think the fact that there's a definitive <laughs> endpoint makes it easier for people to be like, oh, I, I don't have to commit my entire life to this thing. I can just, you know, commit however long it takes to listen to 200 episodes. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear a lot of ridiculous, you can hear that. I know we're all doing other stuff now. Um, I'll let, I'll let you guys talk about Mm -hmm. what we're currently doing. Yeah. Let's start with Mike. Oh, um, okay. So I do a podcast with David and, uh, yeah, called how did this not get made in which we talk about movies, TV shows, and now recently, uh, video games that have not been made and the stories uh, that, that are behind them. We recently finished season three. We ended it with a Wonder Woman movie and going through the history of Wonder Woman, which was wild. I highly recommend listening to that. So you can go through those archives as well. Uh, Michael? And I also do a podcast with David where we, as well as David's wife, Alexa, discuss and watch uh, every Homestar Runner cartoon... Uh, speaking of early thousands nostalgia in release order and <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah it's called come on Fahuguapods, a homestar runner oh podcast uh, so are you I would love to be part of that by the way I'm a huge homestar runner fan absolutely yeah of course uh, we we've had uh, a lot of awesome guests as well uh, especially our Trogdor episode because everybody knows Trogdor if you don't know homestar runner you probably the know the Burninator uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we had, you know, the guy from the uh, Word Crimes music video that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and we had Mara Wilson mm-hmm. on for that episode. So uh, it was also our, oh, our 100th episode, too. It's a very special, monumentous yeah. moment. Uh, but that's what we're doing currently. I'm the only one not currently doing a podcast, but I am uh, still, yeah, specifically with David. David. I am still going strong on my YouTube channel, Virtual Rook, uh, where I uh, review virtual reality uh, games and uh, technology, and it's uh, it's been going strong and has been fantastic. 
and I, I recently watched you... your unlimited box yes. video. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, I think you're also hiding one of the big selling points, which is that you do the full motion VR stuff with like all. Yes, of I the do. In fact, uh, I'm hopefully I've signed up recently for uh, an OWO. It's actually the company's named OWO, but uh, it's a suit that you wear in for VR. Uh, that has medical grade electrodes on it. So if you get stabbed, it feels like you're being stabbed. And <laughs> wow, you've what? gone full Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's <laughs> like, I'm done with this dimension. I need a new one. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I've entered the metaverse and will not leave. It's really nice there. You can people sleep in VR now, which I still think's a little strange. But I kind of want to do a deep dive video on that. <laughs> That's awesome. There has been there's a video of a guy who mm-hmm. spent I think a full week in VR where he figured out a way to like Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and uh it messed with his brain. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot. He spent how, how long? long in VR? I, can I believe only a imagine. week. He spent one week? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guys, I have to say, it has been a blast having you on. You know, I I think every episode from this point forward is just going to seem ordinary. Would yes, you agree, Jeff? I would agree. <laughs> Amazing segue. Matter of fact, next week's episode that we... Next week's episode where we talk about ordinary will probably just feel ordinary compared yeah. to yes. this. Hold in. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold in. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that was, was that was good. That, that was, was good. quick. Yeah. I made that one quick. That was mm-hmm. you didn't miss a beat on that one, guys. It really has been a pleasure having you on. Though you your podcast was an inspiration for this podcast. There were there were two podcasts that that inspired this one, and yours was one of them. And I greatly appreciate Absolutely. you guys coming Absolutely. on to talk about. You're welcome. This. It's also probably one of the one of the main reasons I'm still doing what I'm doing. Oh. So I just <laughs> want to give you, if I haven't given you that shout out in a few years, Thank I, I want to give do that. That's too, so nice so. to hear. <laughs> and we're glad that you're still doing this show too, though, Tracy. It's like you're, yeah, yeah. like, like if so, you know, so many podcasts do just quit after a while and, and they, mm-hmm. but like you're, you keep going. So that's awesome. <laughs> like, we love seeing that. <laughs> I'm the only one that sticks to the show, but you know the the, the cast keeps <laughs> rotating. It's like season seven of a TV show. At this You're point. like, uh, oh, TLC, no, uh, Destiny's Child and Beyonce Knowles. Beyonce. Now I now I want to see a, a parody video of too many cooks. It's too many hosts. Oh man! <laughs> Speaking of things that stay in your head, get on that, Jeff. Or Michael, I could also say if you want to see one of probably one of, I would argue one of my favorite Michael moments. Yes. Go to YouTube and type uh, Alfred Matthew Yankovic <laughs> into the search bar. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! He has written what I would argue is one of the two finest Weird Al par- tribute parodies of all time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say it was the I best. Yeah. I would say, I would say, say it is the best. best. I think there's yeah. another one out there that's uh, that's <laughs> slightly better, but uh, <laughs> but thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, but that one's not an original. No. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great talking I never you. know how thank to end the episode. <laughs> Good night, everyone. It's over. It's a- thank you. Yeah.
I got it. I got it, Tracy. Thank you to to our guests and thank you to everyone. And to all you listening, we'll see you in <laughs> one week. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. <laughs> and I can see that too in the first verse because if you have a music nerd in the house and you're discussing, you know, what you're going to eat for dinner, mm-hmm. someone's still going to randomly toss out like Liam Rhymes or Oh yeah. Camper. Yeah, just <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, what are we going to listen to while we're cooking? Yeah. I see, see I'm just trying yeah. to figure out what it is they're trying to make because it's like, okay, they're talking about making fish, but then it's like, but we're going to use vanilla in this? What right. what dish is being made here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah screw oh it. Let's screw it. We'll just make shakes. <laughs> is this true? Because for listening to the song as yes. long as I have, the last three lines... It'll still be till the two days till we say we're sorry. Recording. Does stopped. it really say till we say wasabi? Oh, where did Tracy go? Oh, we oh. lost the host. We he was in mid drink. Uh, down. I've been Andrew, there. you're the host now. I'm the host now. We've got a host. Was the down. plan all along for the four of you to take over the podcast? <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. gosh. Slowly <laughs> working. <laughs> I see the hitman finally arrived at his house. <laughs> there was traffic in Maine. <laughs> it's been one week since anyone's heard from Trace. <laughs> and one week since we heard from Trace. You know what's messed up is we just saw his last known photo. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, if that was real, this would be so creepy. <laughs> All right. Like, the last photo, the last photo of Tracy. <laughs> so I definitely, during this time, had a tab open on my computer. I was just looking up quotes from Money Plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know what uh, uh, yeah. Kelsey Grammer's character is named in that movie? What His name Kelsey? is oh, The Grouch, Rumble. Right? The Rumble, mm. that's right. But he's like... <laughs> He's like something, the Grouch the Third or whatever, and the Rumble is his nickname. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh my! Here, here's a quote from the lot from the movie. You want to bet on a dude fucking an alligator? Money, <laughs> Money play. play. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what was the there? idea of the movie? Is that they can like do ridiculous gambling on this because yeah, yeah. international mm-hmm. water, right? It's, it's not water. Right. They're inner international, international air, air where anything is legal. Wait, I thought you would have to be flying over international water, though, because borders yeah, I think go so. all the I way up, so. I think, is, is the way it's all, all defined. Right. I don't know. Maybe they go into space. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just keeps on in, going. In space, no one can hear you gamble. The moon is owned <laughs> by whoever's country it happens to be over at the time. Right. <laughs> That means sometimes, just sometimes, I own the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but the problem with that, Andrew, is that we live in California, meaning we don't own property, so we can't own the moon. That's fair. <laughs> that's very That's very true. Isn't it like Applejacks? They were selling like a square inch of land that was in Ireland or something like that. Oh, yeah. 
You know that Tracy is sitting home right now freaking out. Right oh, he's now. totally freaking he's out right like now. Yeah, because the recording stopped too. So, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, my Which recording's is, still going. So, missing all of this podcast I, gold. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's lost. It. Yeah. Just gold. put it on the Patreon. Yeah. And we needed this right. kind of gold. This has been a rough week, dude. Yeah. I mean, losing me. Just stay on it and we'll week, reconnect. Losing. Um, who else died this week that I was like, holy shit? Lee Anderson. Me, me, Louis Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, right. Uh, he said, been, "Just stay on. It's going to reconnect everyone." Just a couple of weeks blows. since yeah. Betty White, unfortunately. Betty White. I know Betty White. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty, the sequel. Twenty twenty, the sequel. Yeah, twenty twenty colon two. Twenty twenty. Oh man, my wife came home the day that Betty White died, and I guess People Magazine had put out an issue. Yeah, I saw. Betty already. White turns a hundred. I'm like, 100. Oh, man, oh, dude. That's yeah. harsh, yeah. It hasn't yeah. all been bad news, though. Weird Al movie. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> which oh, I, man. I just And a patent is Dr. D. Oh. <laughs> I just started uh, finally watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And no disrespect yeah. to Daniel Radcliffe, but Rachel Bloom would have been the perfect cast. Oh, yeah. Weird yeah. Al. Um, <laughs> speaking of which. Shut um, up. Oh, my sheep. Oh, Brady does it. I I still love him though. (laughs) Okay, so we're diehard Patriots fans in our oh, so and we're watching the Tampa Bay LA Rams game, and they were down like it was like twenty to three, and then they've come back twenty seven to six, and now it's twenty seven to twenty six. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Brady, you don't my, fuck with the goat. Like, don't my, fuck with the goat. My eagle stuck. That goat do that. doesn't love you. No, now it's tied. <laughs> tied 27 27. Holy <sighs> Um, But no, if anyone here is interested, I'm doing live. I was doing live Sorry. tweets for my uh the li- the tiers of my Patreon, which Heidi, by the way, you're actually eligible for. But no, for no. the. For We're the kick- better off dead, bitch. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. We'll schedule that. <laughs> but for the Kickstarter for my album... Um, I'm such a classy lady, Jeff. Yeah, hey, well, yeah. I mean, we've gotten some great picks, honestly. Um, someone, But someone DM me and they picked UHF. So I said, oh, you know what? We're not doing that as a live tweet. We're going to do, I'm going to set up a scenery room and we're going to watch it the right way and bring people oh in God, to talk. Noah, so Wednesday at nine o'clock, I'll Noah. post links on Twitter. Um, if anyone wants to join, you're, you're all Maybe welcome. I'll give mine to Noah because he would freak about that. He has, mm-hmm. have you seen his Spatula City t-shirt? Because Well, no, you can pick your own one. Now, this was so, this was one someone picked. So you still have oh, your own. Oh, okay. You, you're, you're, yeah. What's up? We can do it as a scene or something. It's the greatest movie ever. It is the greatest movie ever made. I agree. It is. Like he's twelve. My son's twelve. Not even weird algorithms with that. No, it's it's like it's like Citizen Kane UHF. UHF. Yeah. I mean, and then money plane. And then money plane. And then money plane. Right. Yes. Exactly. That that is the trifecta. (laughs) And we're back. So the new boss. Hey, How's it going? Finish the podcast. Hey, yeah, we Tracy. also didn't say anything Recording bad about progress. you. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did not try and take over the podcast. Mm-hmm. No, no. You're currently muted, and now you're muted. <laughs> Let That's me guess. Fine, because you're... I get to hear it all when I go to go back to edit it all. So no, you don't <laughs> get to stop recording when you went off. 
Well, it only stopped recording for me. I, of course, everyone else is that's sending me their audio. I'll, oh, that's I'll, I, my, that's my audacity never worked today. Oh, so I said a lot that? of words. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's right like a weather the- balloon over, <laughs> over the swamp. Yeah, I don't know. Did your right? knee hit the button again, Tracy? No, for some reason, all my internet in the whole house went down, but my my router was like, yeah, you're fine. I'm like, I'm not fine. Everyone's not internet fine. just went out. So. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.